Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. If former President Donald Trump is prosecuted for his alleged illegal misconduct, it just might ruin his plans for a presidential run in 2024, not to mention make America look bad. But the business of being black today is former President Donald Trump doing jail time or not. Please welcome activist and radio personality, Dominique DePrima. Hi, Dominique. Hi, Tammy Mack. Thank you for seeing me on today. We usually see each other on Fridays. Love to see you any day, Tammy. Civil rights attorney Sue Ann Robinson Esquire. Hi, attorney Sue Ann. Hey, Tammy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. South Carolina Democratic strategist and the chair of the Florence County Democratic Party, Isaac Wilson, is here. Uh, glad to be here, Tammy Matt. Hi, Isaac. The founder of Akbar Law Firm and president of the NAACP Tallahassee branch, attorney Mutaki Akbar. Hi, attorney Akbar. How you doing, Tammy Mack? Nice to be here. And the host of the Mentally Divine podcast, Brian Pirapakran. Hi, Brian. What's good, Tammy Mack? I'm glad to be back. I'm so happy you're here. Let's start this conversation because I think you all are going to help everybody try to just make sense of this whole thing here. All right. First of all, I want to know why black people should care. Why should black people care if former President Donald Trump should be jailed or not? Why should black people care, Brian? We are in an era of accountability. And Donald John Trump, 45th president of the United States, has four ongoing criminal investigations into him. What we need to be worried about is accountability. If it were a black man that did one or half of the things that Donald Trump ever did, he'd be dead, not in jail, dead. So we should care because black Americans and black people all around the world know what it's like to suffer brutality and oppression. And we need accountability. Attorney Robinson, why should black people care? Because Trump is out here doing all the crimes and he's doing no time. That's a problem. That shows that that shows the error in the criminal justice system that we're always screaming and yelling about and asking for reform. This is an exact example of the problems with the criminal justice system. It's not being balanced because of his privilege, because of his position, because of his money, because of who he is. He's not receiving the same treatment that black people would receive. But Isaac, he is the president of the United States. Why should black former, people care? Is, why? Yes, yes. Why should black people care if the former president of the United States goes to jail or not? Uh, it's simply uh, put that accountability needs to be uh, there and that if the top uh, uh, does the crime, he should do the time just like everyday people. He is not above the law. That's what the Constitution says and they need to hold to it and black people need to see to it. Attorney Akbar, what we always talk about is two different criminal justice systems, and I think this would be a, an example. If he's not prosecuted, if he does not do jail time, then there'd be a perfect example of two different systems. So I think we need to pay attention and, and, and again hold him accountable for what he's done. So I want to stay with you, Attorney Akbar, on this. Let's talk about these four criminal uh, charges against him and the civil investigation that's going on. What exactly uh, is Donald Trump facing here? What are we talking about? Well, he, he's actually looking at federal crimes. Um, it's, it's similar to the Espionage Act. It's three different statutes under um, 18 U.S.C., 793, 27, 1, and 1519. And all of those deal with the federal law. If you conceal, take away any um, documents that's pretty much top secret. I think what we've seen right now is that he's done that. He took them to uh, Mar-a-Lago. And what's, what it's really going to come down to is whether those documents 
are classified in such a sense that they can put it within that statute. And then in Georgia, we're looking at several different statutes. One is possibly RICO, um, as far as him interfering with, uh, with, with, with the votes in Georgia. And we know that sister down in, um, in Fulton County is, is pretty relentless and, and doesn't mind charging folks. And I think there's a good chance that she'll follow through on him interfering with the elections down there. Dominique, I want to get to you and ask you, why should Black people care if Donald Trump is jailed or not? Well, I think we have particular reason to care uh, for many reasons. Yes, accountability is one, but the voter suppression that has been triggered by the big lie particularly targets us. Every place that Republicans are challenging, putting in these fake electors uh, and, and and suspect election officials, they target black voters. They are meant to silence our voice in particular. The other reason is, if you look at January 6th and charges surrounding the attempted coup on the Capitol, again, this is the enabling of white supremacy, which directly impacts black America. Those white supremacists, those proud boys and their little KKK brethren, you know who they're coming for. And you know, and it ain't Opie. So we African-Americans have a particular reason to care about these charges against the former president. Brian, I see you shaking your head or shall I say nodding? Go ahead. I'm absolutely nodding. I think I agree with a lot of the viewpoints. Attorney Akbar mentioned Fannie Willis's office in Georgia, right? Which asked the court to convene a special grand jury for the purpose of investigating the facts, right? The disruption of the lawful administration of the 2020 elections in the state of Georgia. I mean, we have the audio, right? We have the tape where Donald Trump is trying to strong arm election officials in, North, in Georgia saying, we need to look for 11,781, uh, uh, you know, these ballots so that we can get one more than Joe Biden has so that we can win. On top of that, he also has those uh, six, I think it was like 16 slate of electors, fake electors that he was trying to convene so that they can all vote for Donald Trump so that he can get the Georgia votes. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, Lindsey Graham, Brittany Giuliani, center of the investigation as well. You have Sidney Powell. You have the Dominion voting system. I mean, this is just a criminal enterprise. And again, I just want to echo those viewpoints that accountability is absolutely essential in this case. And if we're not looking at that, then we're missing the bigger picture. Attorney Robinson, as this criminal case against uh, Donald Trump grows stronger, it, uh, let's explore the strongest evidence that's mounting up against him. Tapes or no tapes, he's not doing jail time. We had a whole tape before he got elected where he admitted to sexually abusing women and he still became president. So whether or not he admits to his crimes, it's captured on video, he's never been held accountable before. The law that he's that the feds raided Margot Largo for, the, the Espionage Act, the Presidential Documents Act, he signed the law in 2018. He signed it himself and made it a felony to retain documents from the White House. And then he retained documents from the White House. So I just don't think as much as as much as he's done, as much as it's been captured, as clear as the evidence is, the fact that th we're still investigating these things when they're obvious and plain as day that he's violating these statutes tells me that there's going to be no accountability. Isaac, oh, go ahead, Dominique, go ahead. And there are multiple criminal probes and a civil probe. And it is, you know, yeah, he got out of the Trump University case, too. I mean, on and on, the, the rap sheet could be long. But that said, you know, you, you have to, I feel like you have to pursue these things. And some of them seem to be pretty serious. I mean, if you look at Fannie Willis's case in Georgia, we're talking about interfering with an election. Um, and, you know, 
These are the these charges can go forward even if Donald Trump got back in the White House and fired uh, the Attorney General. That doesn't impact state charges. I I, I think the the other thing that we're we're missing here too is that I think we take Donald Trump lightly, and we like to call him a dumb president. We like to call him, uh, you know. Uh, all kind of names, but Donald Trump is smart and methodical, and he's been that way for years, and that's why he's able to be, been able to keep his da- tax documents disclosed for so long because he's been able to have people in his back pocket to pay them off. Uh, he's even appointed judges that he know good and well are going to back his side when the, when the bat's against the wall. So I think we underestimate Donald Trump in the way that. Um, his path to being innocent. And I just don't think he's going to serve jail time simply because he has those things already set up or those people will be in this corner. We can see a Congress that won't even stand up and uh, go against this man. So if Congress won't do it, we don't think a judge in America is going to send this man to jail. Yeah, uh, Attorney Akbar, we're talking about a man who doesn't text, a man who doesn't email, and a man who uh, has all of his conversations in private. And if they are recorded, he retains them himself. So what's the deal here? Is going to jail? Yeah, I think what we've seen from the search warrant being executed is that they actually have people that are talking on the inside. And there might be some witnesses on the inside saying, hey, he has these documents and here's where they are. So I think that's maybe somewhere where he slipped at. Um, and, you know, the, the the judges don't make the decision whether the charges are filed. Um, the Department of Justice does and the U.S. Attorney's Office does. And they take their time. So and I think that's what we're seeing, that they're being methodical and taking their time. They realize that he's a smart man, that he's privileged. Um, and I think maybe that privilege and maybe that arrogance might have gotten um, him to this point where he's actually getting charged, possibly getting charged. And again, I don't put anything past the Fulton County um, District Attorney. And I think she does not mind. She she indicted teachers um, in, in Fulton County. She indicted, you know, rap stars in Fulton County. I don't think she'll have a problem um, indicting um, Donald Trump if she has all the evidence um, to, in order Donald to- Trump do. is not a smart man. He's a rich man who has smart lawyers. We're privileged. Let's be clear about that. He's well, that's the smart thing. That's the smart thing. He's a criminal and he has smart people around him. He's not a smart man. Will Donald Trump go to jail? He deserves to go to jail. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> Donald Trump deserves to go to jail. He deserves to go to jail. Donald Trump should be in jail. Donald Trump absolutely should be wearing an orange jumpsuit. Will he? That's another question. And and whether or not he's indicted doesn't mean that he's actually going to do jail time. The CFO of the Trump organization was just indicted. That still doesn't mean that they're going to do jail time. So whether or not he's indicted doesn't bear on whether or not he will actually serve jail time. And when it comes down to sentencing, the state's going to make their recommendation, but the judge is the one who's going to decide. And so that's why I think we need to be clear when we're talking about this. Him being indicted and him having criminal charges is one thing. Whether or not he's actually going to be sentenced and go to jail is a completely different thing. And I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think jail is going to be a sentence for anything. But I think America wins if if the, 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 the if he's convicted for these federal charges, because at least one of them says that he cannot run for office again. And so I think we win. Black America wins if he is indicted and convicted on at least one of those espionage charges. Let's take a break and come right back on that thought.
Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Dominique, you say Donald Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, is not smart. Isaac says he is smart. Listen, even if he has all of these attorneys around him, Dominique, even if he has uh, all of these legal beagles around him that are smart, uh, a lot of people have gone to jail no matter what their attorneys, who their attorneys are. Donald yeah, Trump well, seems to get away with everything though. up until this point. So even if his uh, intelligence is based on who he chooses, doesn't that make him the smarter man? No, it makes him the richer man. And that's the other problem with the American uh, legal system, the justice system. Look, any average Joe, I don't care if they were white, that didn't have any money and they did the things that the uh, former president did, would be in jail, would be dealing with consequences and accountability. They just would. And uh, especially someone who does it as dumbly as this guy, but even if they did have smart attorneys, he doesn't always listen. He tweets things and says things. He leaves, a, a, you know, a big trail of evidence, as we've seen with January 6th. It's just that he's rich, so he's able to bounce back. Brian, um, he did say that anyone who pleads the fifth has got to be like a part of the <laughs> mafia or something. And then he turned around and pled the fifth. Uh, are we dumb and he's smart? He pled the fifth like 400 times in that deposition in New York. Let's start there. Second of all, I was listening to a lot of the points in the first segment. I want to say, Attorney Robinson, you were you were on the money when you were saying that he was on tape talking about sexual assault. And that is true. And we talk about accountability. Was he held accountable for that? Probably not. And he still was elected now, no, with interference, with interference. But let me say this. Here's the point. What we also forget when we discuss this conversation, we don't talk about Judge Merrick Garland, now Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, and his... In, in, how the Republicans kind of fear him. We remember his nomination lasted 293 days. It was the longest to date by far, right? It expired in the 114th Congress because Mitch McConnell wanted that to expire. They are afraid of this man. And the reason why they're afraid of this man is because as a line prosecutor, Garland represents the government in criminal cases ranging from drug traffickers, complex public corruption. If we also remember, he also prosecuted Marion Barry, the Washington DC mayor who was in possession of Coke at the time, he's a very influential mayor who everybody loved. And I think what we have to understand is this. That was a microcosm example of someone who was loved, had so many followers, had so many people behind him, but at the same time was still prosecuted and did jail time. Independent of how long it was, maybe it's been a little bit, maybe critics are arguing about that. The point is simple. He's done it before, and he's someone who's methodical. You want to talk about smart and methodical, Isaac? The point is, Merrick Garland is smart and methodical. Trump is unhinged and chaotic. But this is unprecedented. We're talking about the president of the United States. There oh. are different things that come with, with, with charging and convicting the president of the United States. There is no law that says Donald Trump won't get Secret Service in jail. That's a whole plethora of, of money and things you got to go through to get that. You got to give him a plus jail cell. Secret Service is going to be in and out of that place. Like... They're gonna they're gonna go through there like they raided uh, Mar-a-Lago. So we have to be careful in how we treat this as well because taxpayers are gonna spend more money in sending Donald Trump to jail. I think Merrick Gollar understands that as well. People didn't is have to spend that much money to send. So is that a reason to not do it? Anyway, we have to provide. So is that this is so interesting to me. I never thought about that. I mean, would Secret Service literally have to go into the jail cell with Donald yes. Trump? Yes. Yes. Absolutely yes. He would. Yeah. Wow. You literally have to go to jail. Yes. That is They're amazing. Listen, to. Brian, you said that um, 
he did he was he held accountable for those uh charges when we talk about the sexual cases and 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 attorney robinson said no he wasn't dominique said no he wasn't i mean we all saw billy bush lose his job while donald trump while donald trump became the president of the united states so clearly there was uh, no accountability and uh, uh, certainly uh there were no there was no punishment attached to what he did so the question becomes uh will he be indicted and why hasn't he been indicted yet uh let's go to you attorney akbar I, I think he might be, I, and I can't say for sure, you know, but I, I think there is certainly evidence there. And again, like if those documents fit into that statute, then it's, it's pretty clear cut uh, for it to happen. I think another thing that we have to kind of consider is that the Democratic Party needs something at this point. Like they really, really need something in order to boost um, the morale of the Democratic Party and even to get a win from the Democratic Party. And this would absolutely be a win if they can indict Donald Trump. Um, but I think because they're careful about. Because saving the planet wasn't enough. I'm sorry. Uh, because because saving the planet wasn't enough. Because the most right. money ever invested to save us from the climate emergency wasn't enough to boost Democrats. I mean, no. that's not I, why he needs to go to jail. Yeah. He needs to go to jail because he's a criminal. No, I think. I mean, I think he is a criminal, but I think they need to follow through on it. And that's what I'm saying. So I think the first step was to do the search warrant, and then now is to follow through. But I think they're careful about doing just a, an indictment just for political purposes, and that's the reason why it didn't happen yesterday. That's the reason why it didn't happen as soon as they came back from doing the search. I think they're taking their time to make sure that it's just not for political purposes, and that it is it fits into the statute that they could get a conviction because we all know that the feds have about a 99% conviction rate. Let me let, me let Attorney Robinson jump important. in here. Go ahead, Attorney. We're, we're skipping over something very important. Even if he's indicted, a jury has to find him guilty and then he has to make it to sentencing. I just <clears> don't see a jury in this country that made him become president despite his his pending 400 civil lawsuits the first unprecedented for a candidate to be president to have so much so many lawsuits pending it's obvious he doesn't pay his bills there's vendors complaining like his his campaign was ridiculous and wrought with all his problems and he still was elected president so let's understand after he's indicted a jury has to be convinced by the government and i'm a former prosecutor that he has committed these crimes and he has to be convicted. All those steps have to take place before you can even get to sentencing. And I just don't see it happening. I don't see a jury in this current America convicting Donald Trump of anything just based off of the fact that we know he has committed these things. We know he ran organizations, the Trump organization, while he was president in violation of the emoluments clause, and he was allowed to do so. So I just think, I don't think he's the smartest man in the room. I don't think he's the dumbest man in the room. I think he's a master manipulator of the media. And I also think that he is, he dances between raindrops. And at some point, a raindrop gotta hit him. I just don't think the raindrop is gonna be jail time. But attorney Robinson, can I ask you this and can I retort this? You are, you went to law school, you are the attorney, I am not. But here's one thing that I can see from someone who is an avid consumer of political discourse. I'm looking at the facts. If I'm looking at the facts, I'm looking at violation of the Espionage Act. Now, and a lot of people think Espionage Act and think spying. No, it's not necessarily spying. Literally, the FBI believes that Trump may have violated a provision of the Espionage Act that makes it a crime to willfully retain 
certain national security information that the process, the possessor, has reason to believe could be used to injure the United States. Now, I want to say this. Before there is an indictment, before there even is a conviction, there has to be a trial. And during that trial, there needs to be facts that need to be presented. We have the January 6th hearings, right? Now, again, I agree with you, and I will concede that in this current America, maybe it's hard to kind of put that in, into perspective. But let's look at it, in, 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 and let's zoom out a little bit. If we look at the January 6th hearings, the unfavorability rating from Donald Trump went from 50% to 55%. So it is climbing, and the January 6th hearings are doing what they're supposed to do, which is to make sure that people know who he is as a criminal, right? Someone who is linked, inextricably linked to crime. If but people that, do that already. If we look, but give me a second. If we look at that and we see how independents are now shifting away from Trump, and now he's attacking Elaine Child, who's Mitch McConnell's wife, there's going to be more attacks from the Republicans and some mysterious super PAC who are going to attack him. And I will then ask you this. After that, after that, those facts are presented to the public, after there is more that comes out, we only know of the warrant, we know of the receipts, the boxes of, of top secret, confidential, classified information that was given, right? That was taken from Mar-a-Lago. We know that. Now let's look at what's actually in there. Some of the stuff is so top secret, we can't even reveal it to the public. They're actually doing uh, scans so that we can see who actually touched those documents. That's how classified these documents were. You know what he said in response to all of this evidence and the facts that you're talking about? The FBI planted it. And this is the weaponization of the criminal justice system. That was his response. So he's already started his trial. Let's hold that thought. Yes. And that's what seems to matter most in today's world, public opinion. When you talk about uh, uh, Mitch McConnell's wife, I got to bring up Ted Cruz's wife and Ted Cruz stumps for Trump more than anybody. So I don't think that that matters in this instance at all. Let's take a quick break. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today is former President Donald Trump. Will he be jailed or not? Please welcome activist and radio personality, Dominique DePrima, civil rights attorney, Sue Ann Robinson Esquire, South Carolina Democratic strategist and the chair of the Florence County Democratic Party, Isaac Wilson, the founder of Akbar Law Firm and president of the NAACP Tallahassee branch, attorney Mutaki, Akbar and the host of the Mentally Divine podcast, Brian Pirapakran. Okay, Isaac, go ahead. I know you were itching to get in on this conversation. I'm, I'm just with 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 Dominique saying that you, you know uh, you know they're exposing uh, Donald Trump for being a criminal. We've knew Donald I mean Donald Trump to be a criminal all his life, uh, and, and still 73 million people went and voted for him to be president of the United States, even though he committed crimes even though he extorted money from millions of children that went to school thinking they were going to get a degree, even though he upheld his IRS documents and committed fraud on so many levels, even though he's been bankrupt and committed fraud in that way, even though that he has held these documents, <laughs> he's committed crime after crime after crime in his personal life. And it still seems that we elevated him to the highest office in the world. And we don't think that, and we think now we may. When you say that Donald Trump could not be convicted, it depends where. I bet you in Fulton County he would. I bet you if you bring him to South LA, they'll convict him in a heartbeat. But here's the thing. These cases take a long time, Tammy Mack. So even if he was indicted on all these cases, let's say he gets reelected, he's going to fire the, you know, the attorney general. He's going to shut down all of these investigations of January 6th and beyond. And the only thing left will be the state cases. And those would, you know, have to now freeze because of precedent. I think Donald Trump should go to jail. I don't think he will, because I think even if the Supreme Court 
doesn't care about precedent and what is considered normal and acceptable in our country. I think that the Department of Justice does. I think the American people do. And I don't think they're going to have the appetite to put this criminal where he belongs, with or without the Secret Service, which is behind bars. And, and I think the more and more that we list. Let me, give, let, me, let me defer to Attorney Akbar here. Yeah, the more and more that we list all of the things that he's done over the years is the, the more and more I think it, there's an opportunity to, to, to take care of the biggest threat to our security, uh, to our livelihoods, to just like our well-being. And I think that has been Donald J. Trump. And in order like to indict him, we have the evidence now. I think we have the evidence to show that he did have top secret documents. It fits squarely in that Espionage Act. And again, in that act, it says he cannot run for office. And he got away with it so many times and, we, and people voted for him so many times. So how do we stop people voting for him a second time, which he's going for, is to indict him or at least have him under this investigation. I think that's where we are right now. Go ahead, Attorney Robinson. Oh, I was just pushing back a little bit to say, as a former prosecutor, I can tell you these cases do not take a long time. It's taking a long time because of who's involved. Let's look at um, Derek Chauvin's trial. They've all been indicted, sentenced on their state case and their federal case. We know when that case happened. Donald Trump's been on this for many, many years, not paying vendors, violating legal violations as a landlord. Yeah, but I'm talking about the current charges right now. He's never been held accountable. So to me, the longer the investigation takes, the more it tells me about what the end is going to be. And the cases don't, they don't, they just don't take a long time. It doesn't take two years to figure out if the document that was at Mar-a-Lago fits within the statute and legislation that he signed. But I'm saying to work their way through the courts and get to a conviction, it does take some time. And we only have until the 2024 election and presumably a window before that, because generally, you know, the FBI doesn't want to tip the results of an election, even though they have the last two. And to your point about juries, let's not forget he did not win the popular vote. He never won the popular vote. Thing, no. the, the other thing that we're missing, too, is that we have a punk behind Congress uh, in the Republicans that are there. If you send Donald Trump to jail, if you indict Donald Trump, trust me, there are people in Congress, sitting congressmen and senators, that will go to jail behind Donald Trump. They do not want to expose themselves. That's why they're fighting so hard. That's why Ted Cruz would allow you to insult my family and then get behind you because things are going to come out and the ripple effect will come. If Donald Trump goes to jail, rest assured that Donald Trump will, in fact, start off a list and run it off for them to come to jail with him because he's not going alone. Although yeah, Donald Trump will be like Nino Brown in court. Yeah. If I'm going down, everybody's going everybody's down. Everybody's going down. And that yeah. just can't happen. That just can't happen. And they're not going to allow that to happen. Which is yeah. why, which I believe is why most of them are sticking by his side. You know, that's my man. I'm standing by him. I'm going to stand by him. Yep, that's me. Uh, because I think what Isaac is saying, there's some truth to that. Attorney Akbar. I think it could be some truth to that. Um, and, 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 I don't think that's stopping the process right now. And I think when we go back to the question of should he and could he be indicted, I think the answer is still yes. And I agree going back to uh, what Attorney Robinson said about an actual conviction. I think it does depend on where he's um, indicted at. If he's indicted down in in South Southern District of Florida, eh, it might be more. It might be harder to get a conviction. But if Fulton County gets him, or if DC, Maryland area um, indicts him and he's in trial up there, I think he'll be in trouble. Brian. 
I, I think, listen, I think they stood by him when he was the sitting president of the United States and they actually had leverage. And the leverage was that they can, he can produce a pardon. Let's be real. Let's, let's look at the facts. He can't produce a pardon being, you know, from his fake office in Mar-a-Lago, which, you know, I can speculate the reason why he actually brought those documents is because the only thing missing from that, that office to make it even a legit one was to, to have actual documents that were confidential. But neither here nor there. I think, again, what we do miss in this conversation what we do miss is us saying, well, you know, it's not the precedent that we ever held a, a president of the United States, a former president of the United States accountable. Yeah, what is also uh, unprecedented is an insurrection being held against the United States government, right? And again, the January 6th hearings is not something to stop at. It ain't something to turn your nose at. This isn't something that just, oh, it happened. It's like, this is something that for the first time in since the 1800s, we actually had the Confederate flag flying in one of our Capitol buildings. We had people who went in there. We had officers who died. And these people, by the way, let's also talk about the FBI agents who are now getting all of these death threats from the MAGA supporters, the ultra-right, because of this whole situation. FBI and, agents, mind you. FBI agents. Right. And we, I, thought, I thought they was all for the blue. I thought blue lives matter. matter. We keep saying that it's unprecedented. But Nixon was investigated. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton was investigated. The difference is they cooperated. That, that is the difference. That's what I'm saying. And now we even have people on the Fox News Network and ultra right wing Newsmax, OAN, all of these places that are now saying, well, why, why isn't he coming out against these people who are now attacking or, or giving all of these death threats to FBI? I thought we were pro, pro blue. I thought we were pro law enforcement. And so now you have people who are turning the grain. And that's what I'm, that was my point to uh, Attorney Robinson. People are turning on him. And again, there's no leverage. There's no, there's no pardon. He's not the president I think, of the United States. Uh, uh, since Donald Trump became president of the United States, a lot of unprecedented things have happened, to be honest. The fact that he was president in the first place is unprecedented, I must say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, based, just based on what we know of the people who have been elected as president, nothing... Uh, opinionated about it or um, or personal that I feel about it, but just knowing the people who have become president and what they've had to do, just for example, I believe Isaac, you mentioned the, IR, the IRS and the tax um, returns. I mean, every president has, uh, has produced their tax returns. So everything he's done has been unprecedented. Uh, so I don't know, Attorney I, Robinson. I, I Go ahead, Isaac. I, I think I, I think the, I think the other part of this that um, I think many people miss. Um, we have conversations all the time about whether Democrats should go all in and go hard and be behind Donald Trump getting indicted in this climate where we can actually win in these midterm elections. And so that is a charge that Democrats have in the Senate and in the House and just dem everyday Democrats. Do we want to charge and make this political? Because either way we spin this, Donald Trump has already made it clear to his constituents and to his supporters that this is just a democratic grab and they're just doing this because they're Democrats. So that is something we have to struggle with. There is something Merrick Garland has to struggle with as well. And I just don't see that happening in this climate to where it looks political and that looks like a, a heavy burden on Joe Biden as well. Yeah, I want to talk about that when we return. We've got to take a break. But I do want to talk about um, all of these charges and the investigation strengthening his base. So we'll talk about that when we come back on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. And the Business of Being Black today is Donald Trump. Will he go to jail or not? 
Listen, it seems to me that uh, the investigation, it seems to me that the charges, it seems to me that uh, the raid on uh, Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago has emboldened and strengthened his base. What are your thoughts on that, Brian? I, I think that that's absolutely true, and I don't want to lose sight of the reality. And the reality of the situation is that there are people who are now stronger on his side and saying, well, you know, the deep state, because, you know, that's, that's their conspiracy here. The, the deep state is coming after him, and, you know, they're coming after us, and now we have to abolish the IRS because this and that. And it's just like all these, what they call the alphabet agencies, right? And they're trying, the alt-right is coming at them. And so, yes, it is absolutely true that this this highly polarized and politicized uh, climate has made it more difficult, more difficult to hold people accountable. But that should not, that should not make it so that we don't hold people accountable and we need to set that precedent. Um, again, I will also say that there is precedent in holding people accountable with uh, you know, national intelligence that they've actually um, you know, leaked out. So this woman named Reality Winner, she was the national security, a contractor of the National Security Agency, she was the U.S. Um, Air Force um, agent who actually released the document um, to the intercept, the article to intercept uh, about the presidential election, how the Russia meddled in the 2016 presidential election. She was shortly thereafter uh, put into jail behind bars. Now we get that it's the president versus a regular citizen of the United States, but I will say this, we cannot lose track of the prize. And the prize is to make sure that we set the precedent, if we're talking about precedent, of accountability, and Donald Trump has got the go. So the FBI, it just always baffles me. All of a sudden we are defunding the FBI, but when the FBI were after uh, Bobby Seals and Martin Luther King Jr. uh, and other civil rights leaders, no one wanted to defund the FBI. And heaven forbid, when black people created the term defund the police, uh, it seems that the right wing and other conservatives were very upset and outraged by that. What is the difference here? What is the difference? Attorney Robinson, I'll give that to you. The difference is Trump is going to Trump and his people are going to do what they do. They're not about necessarily Republicans, the left, the right. Trump and his supporters are about him. So whatever he's on, they're on. Blue line, yay. He's not on the blue line. They're not on the blue line. Their line is him. So whatever he's doing, whatever is approving of him, that's what they're going to support. If there's something against him, no matter what it is, they're against that. And it doesn't make sense to us because we're logical, right? We're all in this logical world. We're having an intellectual discourse. His supporters and him himself, not very logical. So that's why it works. And I just always say this. I think the Democrats need to come harder and just be more creative with their narratives. There's a lot of work to do. But when you have someone who is so creative and so compelling in the court of public opinion, you've got to notice his strengths and work on something to combat that. We do have a lot of work to do, but we need to work on combating his biggest strength, which is his narratives and his manipulation of the media. Which is him. Yeah, he's a rock star. Dominique, uh, she says the Democrats need to be more creative about uh, this. In what no, way? I, I couldn't believe, um, agree with Attorney Robinson more. More creative. Uh, got to bring, you know, stop bringing a knife to a gunfight. Got to get real serious about these things. I, I do think, though, that it is Trumpism, not just the man, that you will not replace us, that white supremacist agenda, 
the um, not at all low key anti-blackness that are all part of it. You know, and, and we keep talking about these four major cases, uh, but there's also a couple of those sexual uh, impropriety cases that are still pending that could still come into play here. I still just don't see him doing time. I would love to, but I just don't see it happening. Attorney Akbar, what challenges are prosecutors facing to charge Trump in the January 6th charges, uh, case? I'm sorry. I think the January 6th is more difficult because you have, he actually actually have to show his involvement and his intent in, in the January 6th. And I think he removed himself enough, like we spoke about earlier. He doesn't text. He doesn't, you know, talk around certain people. He kind of protects himself or he insulates himself um, a lot. And I think he did a lot of insulating on January 6th. Um, so I think the real kind of intent and everything that we'll see probably comes more to him meddling in, like we saw in Georgia, what they're investigating in Georgia, and less of his involvement from January 6th. Even if we saw him sitting back like a proud dad watching his kids just kind of tear up the playground. Um, but is that criminal or would that be criminal enough in order to get indictment? I don't think so. And again, with the feds looking for like a, they, they want a conviction. They don't just charge people just to charge people. Um, and I think with the facts and showing his intent and everything on that January 6th, it'll be a lot more difficult. Yeah, it will be difficult to charge him with, I mean, to, to know exactly what his intentions were. Isaac, well, what are the pros? And- I mean, he did it on Twitter. Also raising money for an organization that didn't uh, exist, which would amount to wire fraud and, and fraud. I mean, he, he raised money off January 6th for, a can, uh, for an organization that doesn't exist. Those, those well, are I, I, that's circumstantial I, evidence. I, yeah. And there's plenty of people in jail on less evidence than that. So I think it's, I would love for him to go to jail. I don't think he will. But to say that that evidence and what we have in terms of his actions towards January 6th isn't enough, it's not enough for him. But anybody else, <laughs> it would be plenty enough. There's plenty I think, of I think, I agree with that. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Attorney Akbar, you don't agree with it? I don't agree with that. I don't I don't I don't think it's enough. You know, the, the, the feds, I mean, sometimes state cases, that's a little bit different. Local cases, that's a little bit different. But when it comes to federal court, they need a lot more. They don't just chart indict people on circumstantial evidence. That that just doesn't happen in federal court. They need a lot more. But attorney Akbar, I want to just retort that because I want to challenge that notion that Donald Trump insulated himself on January 6th. I mean, he was literally on stage saying, We're all gonna march to the Capitol and I'm gonna be there with you. And we're going to raise hell and we're going to make sure that we ensure that we get this. Like he was on tape, on stage, riling up a group of people, telling people to let them come in and remove what are called the mags, the metal detectors, so that they can come in with their weapons. Because they're like, they're not going to, they're not going to do anything to me. We have all these people that corroborate. Well, Donald Trump never said that. And, and, and he, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump never said what? He and was, he was on, and he, and have him recorded asking. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Secretary of State defined more votes for him. That, right. You cannot that's two, do that as president. That's two different situations. Like the fire more was votes. trying I think to go lead more. his people. That's why he was trying to fight with the guy, you know, with his security detail in the limo, because he wanted to go lead the, the charge and act like a little <laughs> fake orange Napoleon leading his troops. Those things are evidence. There is well, not I'm, enough, though. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember when there was tape of Donald Trump saying, let the people in with their weapons. When, when he was actually on the January 6th stage and he was saying, let the people in, let the people in. They're not going to do anything. Let the people in. And and he was telling the law enforcement to remove the mags. And that's part of the January 6th hearings. 
part of the corroboration and all the hours of testimony uh, and the depositions as well that came out, he was telling them to remove the mags. And again, the reason was so that he can allow people who actually had their, their rifles, their weapons, come in so that they can all be a part of the crowd. There were people who were literally standing in trees. We have videos of people who are law enforcement calling I each other. I like, understand hey, that. Crowd. I guess what I'm saying is, um, and, and, and I think Attorney Robinson uh, said it, and, and Attorney Akbar, is it, there needs to be more evidence in terms of how he's responsible. And when you say he said, let the people in with the weapons, that he never said that. Right. Um, well, you understand what I'm saying? Like he never yeah, said, let the yeah, people in with their weapons. Oh no, he didn't say that, but he said, let the people in, let the people in. And he was telling them to remove the, the, the metal detectors. And, and the, it, problem it, with, after, the problem with getting Donald Trump caught up is his language. Mm-hmm. His language, he, he always protects his language and what he says. And this is why we've always had these controversial conversations about what he meant. It was a joke. No, that's not what he said. And mm-hmm. so that that too makes it hard to get him on anything. I it's talked to a number of attorneys who feel there's plenty of evidence. when it's him. That's what my point is. If any, how many trials have I sat through where they have interpreters that interpret gang language and other people's dialects and say, oh, if you said, I'm going to go get the lick, that means you're about to commit a robbery. That's enough to convict someone. So what I'm saying is it's not enough because it's him. It's not that it's not enough. It's not that what he said, remove the metal detectors, let these people in is not enough. It's only confusing and not enough because it's him. Let's take a quick break. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack, and the business of being black today is Donald Trump. Will he be jailed or not? Listen, I love America. It is, uh, you know, land of the free, home of the brave. It's where opportunities lie for any individual who steps on its soil. But I so I'm very concerned about prosecuting a former president and what that makes our country look like. Will it make things worse for America, Isaac? I I think it doesn't make things worse. I think it puts it right where it needs to be, that no man is above the law, uh, regardless of what office he holds. Um, I think that when the impeachment impeachment trials happen, I think the Congress, they failed, the Senate rather, they failed America. They had the charges. They had the opportunity to do that. They also had the opportunity to say whether he could run for president again if they had impeached him. They could have should have convicted him there, um, and they should have not been. He should not been able to able to run for office again. We are at a crossroads, and if we let Donald Trump get away, which I think we will, it's going to set precedents for presidents to come that they can do anything they want um, and get away with murder. Dominique, you like me, love this country. What do you think? I do. I am a progressive patriot. I think there has to be accountability. I think what makes us look bad is to have a president in office who has an astounding number of crimes. You know, we've already glossed over the Emoluments Act and all these other like major, major transgressions. We have to have accountability. We have to show that we will live up to our constitution and that the law is just not for the rich. Attorney Robinson, if the courts acquit Trump, what will that say about America's uh, democracy? Well, I don't, it will definitely say that we're not holding ourselves to our own standard. We're not following our own standards. Violations, evidence, fact-based investigations, and if he's acquitted, it's just going to show that we're not 
adhering to our own standard, which is not right. I don't think he's going to do jail time, but I absolutely think that there's enough evidence to demonstrate at bare minimum that the FBI had a had a duty and a legal obligation to search if there were classified documents there. And I can't underestimate the fact that Trump signed this law in 2018 himself and then violated it. You have schooled us today, my sister. You have schooled <laughs> us today. Attorney Akbar, what does this mean for democracy? I think it means a lot. Um, but I but I, I I go back to the beginning of the conversation. I think it will kind of show that there are not two different justice systems and that whether you're the former president of the United States or, you know, the guy that's selling drugs on the corner, that you're still confronted by that same beast. And that's the criminal justice system. Um, if he walks, I think there will be, um, you know, that that concern or that feeling that we already have is just that this is an unfair system. So I think we have more of the game by indicting him, by convicting him, and hopefully by um, imprisoning him at the same time. Brian, if he goes to jail, it's going to be like the Watts riots, Rodney King riots, and George Floyd riots all wrapped into one. Seventy-something million people will riot this nation if Donald Trump is put behind bars. Yeah, and you know it, it's gonna. It's this is why we have to we have to move with prudence. We have to move with caution because if we put him behind bars, we're gonna have people on the alt right coming to the street, destroying everything in their path. Doing there's gonna be so much more violence um, that we have to anticipate. If we do hold him accountable, though, which is the side that I am going for, and I hope that we do, we are like Attorney Robinson said, holding our own standard and making sure that we don't allow this to happen ever again. That somebody if we the, don't go forward with these prosecutions because we're scared of the alt-right, the neo-Nazis, and the white supremacists. That's the end of America. We might as well just go on and call ourselves a fascist nation. We have not to be afraid of these people. You think they're going to win against the FBI and the U.S. Army? Give me a break. And it won't be 70 million. There weren't 70 million at the Capitol on on January 6th. Yes, people will be disgruntled. They will go through whatever they go through. But they ain't going to beat the U.S. Army, Navy, and Marines. I don't see that happening. Right. They're not gonna beat. They're not gonna beat me and my people because I am not my ancestors. You, uh, we we have we have the same rights and equality we, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So so they would have a battle on their hands. Sounds yeah. like a civil war is among us. <laughs> Black people have to save America again, but we're used to it. That's why I want, um, I'm hoping that the federal government steps in and does and do the indictment and not leave it to the um, Georgia district attorney because I think the obvious reaction to that would be no this black woman did not indict our former president yeah. and i think the reaction will be a lot more extreme and a lot more direct if she's um if she has to do it but i don't think she's afraid of doing it i think she will do it but i'm hoping that the federal government kind of step in and, and holds him accountable and not leave it to her attorney akbar talk about your law firm and uh how we can keep in touch with what you're doing Yes, yes, ma'am. I'm in um, Tallahassee, Florida. I do criminal defense, personal injury um, here in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I can be reached um, at info at akbarlawfirm.com. Isaac, I want to hear more about uh, your mission behind the Isaac Wilson Project. Uh, the Isaac Wilson Project is uh, bullying prevention and suicide prevention. So we fight that all across uh, the country. Uh, we can be reached on Facebook uh, and Instagram uh, at the Isaac Wilson Project. Thank you. Attorney Robinson, tell us about the services you offer at sueannrobinson.com. 
Well, I'm a civil rights attorney, criminal defense attorney. You can find me hanging out in sunny South Florida and online at Not Just a Lawyer on all social media platforms. All right, how, how y'all doing down there in Florida when it comes to civil rights? <laughs> it's, it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd check I in need, on you. <laughs> I need a church fan in here, y'all. <laughs> we're left with the Santas, so it's it's a lose-lose on our side down here in florida <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's nice to see that we have some uh black attorneys who are uh down in the trenches making Fighting things fire. happen <laughs> <laughs> from the bottom now we here <laughs> <laughs> brian tell us about mentally divine your podcast Yes, the Mentally Divine podcast um, has now evolved to the Mentally Divine morning show. We talk about politics, we talk about pop culture, we talk about everything, entertainment, and, and what we like to do is shine top, shine the light on topics that we may not necessarily give so much attention to, um, and stuff that are actually trending. So these top political issues, one of this one is one of the biggest ones we kind of touched on. It's streaming on patreon.com slash mentally divine. You can also find me on Mentally Divine on pretty much all platforms. Dominique DePrima, who uh, woke up this morning and found out you have gone viral, sister, with your <laughs> 1990s interview with uh, famed rapper uh, and icon Tupac Shakur. So do we get more of this on your morning show at KBLA uh, with First Things First? Yeah, we'll look at it uh, on the on the morning show. We have been talking about it. You can find my podcast. Just type in Dominique DePrima wherever you get your podcast. And Tammy, I'm going to have to start digging in the crates and bringing out some of my old interviews. There's so many there uh, now that this one has been leaked with Tupac and has gone viral. Yeah, for sure. So I just want to uh, do a little quick roundtable here and find out if you believe, yes or no, that Donald Trump will go to jail. I don't know if we're ready, but I'm going to do a quick lightning round because I got time. Just give me 10 seconds on this one. So uh, let's go into a lightning round to round things out for the show. Will Donald Trump be jailed? Attorney Robinson. Ah, oh, it's a no. It's a no for you. Brian, will Donald Trump see the light of day or will he be behind those bars? He's going to be behind them bars living at the light of day outside because he will be inside the field. They're going to lock him up. Lock him up. They're going to let him out. Attorney is he going to jail? Yes or no? I'm a strong believer in manifestation, so I'm going to say yes. (laughs) So you're trying to manifest that thing to happen. Okay, all right. I ain't mad at you. Isaac, is Donald Trump going to see those bars? Uh, He will not see those bars. He will only see the bars at (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. And Dominique, will the orange man be in an orange suit? Donald J. Trump should go to jail, but he won't, unfortunately. All right. Well, we won't either, but we are going to leave you right now. That is the business of being black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul.